Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Jeff Skinner on the far side. Darlene overlaps, leaves it in the corner. Middlestad holds it, scores! Casey Middlestad! As the entire team comes down to congratulate Craig Anderson. It's all about the fashion statement the Sabres made last year wearing the goat heads, the black and red. And as you know, they are back for a bundle of games on home ice this year. That schedule has now been released on our social platforms at Sabres.com. Welcome into Sabres Live with Marty. I'm Brian. We are covering uh, the entire scope of the NHL. I'm in the uh, Pacific division region and of course yep. marty you're as close to the atlantic as any other team in that division right we talk about that often i never left <laughs> i never left that region i went both full philly new york new york i mean i'm as atlantic and metropolitan as it gets well the one thing you noticed about the third jersey schedule is that it does have a fair number of western conference opponents yes. but it will begin on saturday october 21st the islanders in town and it is the debut, pardon me, the return of black and red for this season. Yeah, and it will happen 15 times. Obviously, nine of those teams are Eastern Conference uh, foes, and then six are Western Conference foes. I'm looking forward to seeing the Avalanche, which is on October 29th, as the Sabres, hopefully, hey, if they're still evil in the black and red, kind of put the stop on the Colorado Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights are coming in later in the year on February 13th. Uh, no, that's the Kings. Uh, March the 2nd is the Vegas Golden Knights at 7 p.m. So I'm looking forward to that goalie matchups. Uh, but you can go on social media, Twitter, Instagram, X, whatever, or on Sabres.com. You'll get the full schedule. Because if you want to buy a ticket to those games, then you get to know which ones they are. Take your sunglasses off. It'll be easier to read the graphic. And on January 11th, <laughs> when the Sabres are in black and red, they will be taking on Jake Sanderson and oh, yeah. the divisional foe. So this is relevant now because we've been talking pretty much every day since the offseason began about next deals for Buffalo's Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power. Well, whether those deals are tucked in a Lou Lamorello-esque drawer waiting to be unveiled at Sabres Fan Fest. We don't know, but we do know that a fellow star, young defenseman within the division has himself an extension 
And he got it early and he got it for big money, which has been the Ottawa way here the last three years. Yeah, they love locking up their young core to multiple years, eight, seven, seven, eight year deals and some good money. And Jake Sanderson, who's only played one year in the NHL, has very similar statistics than Owen Power last year. Owen Power's only played one full season in the NHL. Jake Sanderson can skate like the wind, has great playmaking abilities. Uh, he's good in his defensive zone. I think there's a lot of similarities. The only difference is Owen Powers picked first overall and Sanderson wasn't. Uh, but they both were great in college. They both came in, did not spend any time in the American League, went right to the NHL. Uh, Sanderson was hurt a little bit last season, which, uh, you know, limit a few games. But uh, Ottawa looking to, to, to lock him in eight years, um, $64.4 million over the eight years. So Duffer... Let me just tell you how I was so good in math in school. I was good. I wanted to become like an accountant, an actuary, uh, somebody in math, maybe a math teacher or whatever. So when yesterday our group chat tweeted, Jake Sanderson, eight-year extension, right? So Mm -hmm. you click on it first, and then the first line is, Eight years, $64.4 million. It doesn't tell you the AAV. It just tells you the total. So quick math in my mind last night, late, late, because it was about 11, 11.30, I think, when that came through. Uh, I'm thinking, okay, eight times seven is 64. And then there's a 0.4. So it's going to be 05. So it's 7.05 a year for Jake Sanderson, right? I'm going to bed, 7.05. That's great. That's a good number for Jake Sanderson. I wake up this morning. You guys are texting about, hey, how does this affect Owen Power? Now, are we talking about 8.1, 8.2, 8.3 million over an eight-year deal? I'm thinking, where does that $8 million number comes from? Like, I have no idea. I'm like, why are we talking 8 million? We've always talked about 7.5 million somewhere around there. Why are we talking about 8 million? Jake Sanderson just signed for just a little over $7 million. Why eight? And then you mentioned, Duffer, well, Owen's agent is going to want to get more than Jake Sanderson. So now I start thinking, oh, wait a second. Eight times seven is 56. Eight times eight is 64. Like I did the second part of the math right when it Mm -hmm. comes to, you know, the whole 0.05 and everything, but I didn't have the first million right. So it's 8.05 a year. So now I get it when you guys were texting about, Owen Power being over Jake Sanderson being over eight million, but very embarrassing math moment in my life last night and this morning. Well, it's not math that I'm dealing with out here in Southern California. It's just reality, and that is the cost of some things <laughs> in contrast to others. For example, I spent more than twice as much this morning on a pack of gum than what I did to park for eight hours at the beach. <laughs> And that that is odd. Like we live in a world where parking rates are extremely high. But What's the gas have... costing right now per gallon in in California? What do you think? It, what do you think it's costing? I would say it's probably over five dollars. It's closer to six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. We're about it, uh, high yeah. threes here in uh, Western New York right now, like three seventy five yeah. or whatnot. So yeah. California is closer up, to but six. It's gonna yeah. be. It's gonna. It's gonna hurt when I do. Put some it's, water it, in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a terrible thing to say. Dilute it a little bit. It's a rental car. Who cares? <laughs> uh, well, if I'm the next driver of that rental car, I'd be pretty upset. But when it you know what happened to me one time. Along. Coming back tell from, me. 
I'm going to tell you what happened to me. And this is all I'm, I'm, I'm hitting all of you rental car companies. When I went to Henrik Lundqvist's banner raising ceremony, there was a storm coming into New York City that night. My flight the next day got canceled. The Sabres were playing the next night in Buffalo. I had to get back to Buffalo. So I got a rental car first thing in the morning and I got out of Manhattan, like through the snow and everything. And by the time I got about halfway to Albany, it was cleared up. It was just in Manhattan, New York City. But here's the problem. The snow, the dirt, the yuckiness. I'm trying to wash my my wipers, my windshield down. They didn't put windshield like uh, solution in oh, no. in there. They it's filled them up with water. It yeah. froze, and now yeah. I got nothing oh, to no. like clean. I couldn't see anything until I got to Albany, and then I finally got a good like wash going. But yeah, so uh, maybe they don't put water in the gas tank in California, but they do put water in the uh, windshield washer. Uh, container in the rental car business, which well, kind of sucks. It's fine to put water in there, but you do have to mix it. <laughs> you can't be just left with water. That's a that's a that's a tough mix for sure, especially in the cold climate. Um, I am uh, at Imperial Beach Imperial. in one of the uh, most southwesterly parts of this country. You are in your palatial home studio with the uh, mention of Lundqvist and uh, another great or two behind you on your banners. Yep. And we are talking about Jake Sanderson today, and maybe someday we'll be talking about uh, award-winning defensemen like Owen Power, Rasmus Dahlin, Jake Sanderson. Yes. But the fact of the matter is, until these guys win awards and win Stanley Cups, one of the biggest talking points about them is their salary and their average annual value. Um, and Sanderson's deal comes in now, and it prompts the question for us here at Sabres Live on X, um, you know, what, what type of deal uh are you you know are you expecting now for owen power is it going to come in lower or higher than uh than what sanderson's new deal i mean the crazy thing is like the senators have nine more years of sanderson right now he's so early yeah. on in his career this this was this was getting way ahead of it and I, well isn't know. that what we want of the sabers we want owen power for nine more years next year and then eight more right that's right, what the sabers right. are trying to do um well, Owen's I, on the last year of his deal, is he not? Did he burn the one year? Yes, he burned the one year from playing, and it was the same yeah. thing with Jake Sanderson. Yeah. Uh, so they both got in like just a two year a, a two year contract essentially yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming out of college. So what are we expecting then? What it, I mean, we has to be kind over. Of it has to be over. Owen Power's a number one overall pick. I and, this, and he had better stats when you look at the overall season last year than Jake Sanderson. Yeah. Um, is is Jake Sanderson and the Ottawa Senators maybe in a different place when you look at they signed Thomas Shabbat um to a long-term deal, maybe being their number one defenseman. Rasmus Dalin needs a new deal, right? So if you're mm -hmm. the Buffalo Sabres, you tell Owen Power and his agent. Uh, hey, listen, we, we can't really go that high. We have Darlene we have to sign, but hey, that's not Owen Power's issue here. You know, he just has to see what his market value is. So I would think it's over Jake Sanderson right now. I always thought it was going to be seven and a half million. You know, mm -hmm. eight years, seven and a half. You're thinking of $60 million because my math is correct on that one. That's mm -hmm. what I thought. But now I feel we got we to gotta pump it up a little bit. Well, I'll be curious to see how people respond. You were, um, you know, looking at our responses earlier at Sabres Live, yes. and it, it's one thing to put out a number. Um, it's also 
something entirely different just to express opinions and projections as to, you know, like you just mentioned Shabbat. Obviously, Sanderson is now going to be there for basically the same length of time as Shabbat. Mm -hmm. Does it ever... Do you ever think that either one of these players, Darlene or Power, is going to want more of the spotlight? Like that thought never crossed my mind, but I feel like, and I don't know whether this is just a sports fan's nature to perhaps be glass half full or be overly concerned about things that they don't need to be concerned about. Um, I, I can't imagine why power and Darlene would ever want to be separated in the course. No, of I, I don't think they would uh, ever be separated. Look, um, the great teams that were able to achieve, not just winning a Stanley cup, but achieve more than that, like really be on you know, the, the Montreal Canadiens of days and maybe the uh, New Jersey Devils of days, like the, the Detroit Red Wings of days. They like all they, yeah. they all had two and three. They didn't just mm-hmm. have one. Um, you look at Pronger, Niedermeyer with Anaheim, right? But prior to that, it was Niedermeyer, Stevens, Danico and what New about Jersey. Tampa? Tampa, I mean, they've Edmund had... And Edmund McDonough and, and you could add Sergachev to that. Like Sergachev is not saying, I want out of Tampa. I don't want to be in the shadow of Edmund. I want to be Edmund Sergachev. That's what I want to do. What did we see this year with Vegas? I maintained all along they had the best group of six defensemen. But if you want to pick any two at the top, go with Petrangelo and Theodore. Like yeah. there's no, there. It, it's just, it's, uh, it's a luxury. It might be one of the greatest luxuries that you can have in a salary cap world to feel like you can build around two star defensemen. The irony of us having this discussion today and Sanderson kind of putting the spotlight on himself and the senators while we were diving into our players of the day here for the second day in a row in the month of September was that we were going to talk about Matthias Samuelson (laughs) and we, we still will, but it's impossible not to start a little higher on the food chain as far as salaries are concerned. But um, do you have one last thing you want to say about Sanderson, well, Power, Darlene before we transition into... Yeah, a- so, I mean, a lot of our responses this morning are over, right? A little bit more around eight and a quarter to eight and a half range. And I yep. think that's fair, like 8.15. So you're over Jake Sanderson, which I think... And I'm not saying that the Sabres couldn't or shouldn't have done it earlier in the summer. I mean, you know, the agents are talking around the league, right? And they're like, hey, uh, if I'm Owen Power, I want Jake Sanderson to set the market so I can go above him. Spalding Lake Wi-Fi is brought to you by uh, Imperial Beach in San Diego, but it's actually here. Um, but no, but if you're Jake Sanderson and Owen Power's agent, you're talking together and you're like, hey, let Jake Sanderson sign first uh-huh. because we know Power is going to go over that. If Power signs at eight, all of a sudden Jake Sanderson has to file underneath that. So, you know, yeah, that's what you you wait a little longer. Maybe the price goes up because of a contract signing like this. Now, we've also had Ed is saying, I'd be surprised if he doesn't sign a bridge deal now, maybe somewhere around three years at 7.5. Let me tell you this. There's no way that the Sabres are signing a bridge deal at 7.5. Rasmus Dahlin got a bridge deal three years at six. You know, and I know there's inflation and everything, but there is inflation. 7.5 is too close. It's too close to the 8 million. Like why not go six years, 7.5 and or five years, 7.5, like keep him under that. Well, it's that's not. an Austin Matthews bridge. <laughs> yeah. 
I've, have you changed your opinion here as far as what you think the center, the Sabres will be able to accomplish with power? Do you think this does force them to not force them, but perhaps steer them more towards a bridge? If there was salary cap issues in Buffalo, I would say, yes, there's no salary cap issues in Buffalo. They can look at Owen well, power and say, careful. Not I yet. Mean, there, there always will be. That's there the whole point of trying to avoid it, right? With success, it comes. But if I can get Darlene at 10 or roughly around 10 million, maybe a little over power at eight or roughly around a little over 8 million, uh, I think you're you're in the ballpark here. These are two number one overall picks that mm. are playing at an extremely high level. When I dug into Matthias Samuelson's number, and we'll talk about Matthias later, a lot of the, oh, look at Owen Power. He's first on the team in defensive zone dump-ins recovery. Oh, look at Owen Power. He's first in the team on successful breakout passes with successful plays afterward. Look at, like, Owen Power is number one or two on the team in so many aspects. That was his first year in the league. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? Why did everybody dump on him at times? Why? why because not, he didn't you... score. He didn't score. He didn't put is the that, puck in the net. Is it that simple? Why? Why? Why do people not watch the entirety of the game? No, but you <laughs> and, need and production. That somebody's dude. They were the highest scoring team in the league when he wasn't scoring. So, yeah. what do you need more production? You know what I mean? Like it looks yeah, better it, it in was, the newspaper. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, that's Paul Maurice's line about poor uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Can't even get his name in the paper. Yeah, that was can't even get his. That's what I used to do. And I would get the paper as a kid. I'd go to the summary of the games. I saw yeah. who scored, who had assists. That's yeah. what you see. That's what you get. That's the notifications you get on your phone when the game yeah. is on. Goal by, and then you see, well, Owen Power hasn't scored yet. Owen Power hasn't scored yet. Like that is a obviously a, 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 a sticker shock when you don't have a goal and you're in January. Yeah, but he ended up opening the floodgates and had floodgates. a reasonable, reasonably successful season, I would say, offensively with uh, significant room to improve. Um, okay, last thing on power and Darlene then. What's yes. the total number going to be? Now that we know the Sanderson deal, what's the total cost of doing business to have both of these guys locked up moving forward and we stand here or sit there with an assumption that both will probably have long-term deals by the time this season starts. Okay. It's going to be 18 and a half million dollars. That's what I see. I see okay. 10.25 and 8.25. Put them together again. I'm getting better at my math here. Math, this math is simple wizard. math. Math <laughs> wizard over here, but I'm looking at 18.5 over an eight-year period that would start next season. Not this year. Darlene's still at six million this year. Owen Power's still at a rookie contract this year. So you're getting them at under $7 million this year together, mm -hmm. but it will be 18 and a half million when it kicks in in a year from now. You know who's the, uh, as it stands right now, you know who the Sabres' highest paid defenseman beginning in 24-25 is? As it stands right now? Yeah. Oh, I am going to say Matthias Samuelson. Yes, see, that's the natural segue here. And Thank God I got it. <laughs> I was really thinking. <laughs> Obviously, uh, that's never going to hold true. Both deals with Power and Darlene will be done long before that time arrives. And Hopefully. Samuelson... <laughs> Can I not be bold in my assertion that they will long be done before plus twenty thousand uh, minus twenty thousand yeah. on the odd maker on that one? I believe. Well, so when you look at Samuelson, 
it's, I mean, yesterday we started with uh, Paterka and our players of the day, and we tried to just kind of, you know, pick out a guy that maybe is similar in the sense of we don't know yet how high Paterka's upside will be. And I think it's fair to say the same about Samuelson, yet completely different based on what he projects to be. Um, but it's weird, right? Like he gets Very so weird. much time on ice. He's always talked about with Rasmus Dallin, high draft pedigree. Um, but I think there's a great unknown. But I think when I'm sitting here talking about Matthias Samuelson, I think my hesitation comes from what do people honestly expect from him? You know, I think across the league, there were eyebrows raised, not by ours, when Buffalo locked up Samuelson long-term last year at a very reasonable salary. We could see what was likely to come for Samuelson. Yep. But I do <laughs> wonder what people are actually projecting for him. What, like... And I don't even know how how you would go about this when making your projection, what you base it on. But I have a few, at the very least, former Sabres in mind that I could put out there and you could say, no, no chance, or yep, maybe that's close. I mean, we say the name Matthias Samuelson. What do you think? I think Jay McKee, and I think somebody on uh, social media brought it up when we were playing the RJ Classic games, uh, maybe the Ottawa series in 06, and it was mm -hmm. like, hey, if Matthias Samuelson can turn out to be Jay McKee, I'm going to be loving him for the next, you know, 15 years that he'll be a Sabres or whatever. So I think mm -hmm. of Jay McKee. Why? Because there's all, everything that he does is... Blocking shots, great stick checks, great, uh, you know, taking away the time and space. There's not a lot of speed. There's not a lot of offense. There is at mm. times, but not a ton of offense. There's not a lot of, um, I am going to skate the puck out of the zone. There, there's not a lot of that. Um, so I look at Matthias Samuelson, I'm thinking of Jay McKee. I will tell you this. When I dug into the numbers this morning, Duffer, mm. I thought I knew who Matthias Samuelson was. Um, and I think I have a, a better understanding now of what he is and what he would be, but the numbers kind of are all over the place. They freaked me out a little bit. The numbers did because what's the basic number we talked about with Matthias Samuelson last year, the record with Sammy in the lineup and the record without Sammy in the lineup, right? Really so, all that matters. It's all that matters with Matthias Samuelson in the lineup. 33, 18, and four plus 15. Okay. What was this plus minus, by the way? I didn't even look at that. I don't It's look almost at... the same as that, ironically enough. It has oh, no it? relevance, okay. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Without Matthias Samuelson in the lineup, 9, 15, and three. Without Sammy in the lineup, you were the Montreal Canadiens last year. And with Sammy in the lineup, you were a playoff team. Like, you know, you were 97, 98, 99 points at the end of the year, 100 points. You were... That's how big the spectrum is with and without that's really weird um you look at with matthias samuelson in the lineup goals for almost four per game 3.85 goals against 3.5 so there's a really significant uh, jump when you look at the differential between goals for and goals against without him it's almost a one goal differential three goals for 
3.81 against, okay? Mm -hmm. So you look at all these numbers, you're like, Sammy is the savior. Sammy is the savior. But then I went in individually when it comes to Matthias Samuelson and the things that I think he'd be good at. Penalty kill, right? Uh, Expected goals against on five on five per 60 minutes and all of that. And he's almost last on the Sabres in all these aspects. He's last on the Sabres in expected goals against. He's last on the Sabres in expected goals against on the penalty kill. Oh, no, he plays a lot of minutes, but I did per 60 minutes. So it would be exactly the same ratio, you know, minute per minute. Like, there's a lot of those things that I don't understand because he should be at the top of the list. Maybe it's because he plays Mm. the top power play. Maybe it's because he plays the top line and the numbers are going to sway a little bit. But Darlene also did all of that and Darlene's number were way better. So it was confusing for me this morning. Darlene's got a lot more experience. Yeah, I thought better. And I was going to tongue-in-cheek just as you went down this path of hesitancy, I was just going to blurt out, he plays too much. And quite honestly, maybe that's right. Based, based on what you just said, based on where the team is at, based on where their focus was in the offseason to bring in Clifton and Johnson and the talk from the coaching staff and general manager about how this is going to help other players, it's undeniable. Samuelson played too much based on how the team was constructed, but it's not unlike any team at any time that has gone through an evolution like the Sabres. You put players in to a position because you don't have better options in the moment. And then you try to build around it to make these players have more balanced minutes and better opportunities to succeed. But they're 33, 18 and four with him in the lineup last year. So you're like, let's play. What does that mean? Character, culture, glue guy, right? Like this, this is not to be overlooked because that's what I learned most about Samuelson last year was how connected he is with just about everybody. And I know you hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it. But I believe it to be very true with Samuelson that most people don't have a bad day whenever he's around. No, I absolutely. And I, I look, this is going to sound, I, I think it as a positive. I see a lot of Darian Hatcher and Matthias Samuelson. Yeah. I played with Hatch. At the end of his career, when everybody made fun of him, I laughed at Darian Hatcher when I was with the Buffalo Sabres playing against the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm like, you are terrible, dude. Retire, right? (laughs) And then I played with him, and I'm like, don't retire. I love you. You're great in front of me because I could see the little things, right? Mm -hmm. But then when when you play him four times a year and you have Jason Pominville go around him and burn him, you're like, well, he's terrible. But then you play with him. Matthias Samuelson reminds me a lot of Darren Hatcher because you're not going to get great offense out of Matthias Samuelson. And Hatch didn't get great offense late in his career. But what you got last year is it was Dallene leading the win block shots. And a lot of that is being on ice a lot, accidental block shot. It was Lubushkin, and then it was Samuelson. So Samuelson was third on the team, and if you take Lubushkin out now, was second to Darlene in block shots. Mm-hmm. What does Don Granado always talks about with Samuelson? Stick position. Mm-hmm. He's always able to close plays, right? Kill plays, stick position. He was first, according to Sports Logic, in stick checks in the defensive zone. You know, averaging almost six per 60 minutes of stick checks, getting pucks away with your stick. Mm-hmm. Um, he was second to Darlene and buddy checks in the defensive zone per 60, yep. right? That's what you're getting out of Samuelson. You're getting a guy that's going to block shots, throw his body around and get good sticks, 
being able to take time and space away. He's not going to get to pucks. His recoveries in the defensive zone, I won't even say, it was 17%. I mean, it just like, he doesn't get there. But once he gets close, he'll use his stick, he'll block, he'll do the things that you want him to do. So that's Matthias Samuelson. That's a $4 million defenseman right there. I see it as tremendous opportunity to grow and get better as the team gets better. And I also am standing here wondering about just about everything you say when it comes to numbers after that bad math off the top of the show. So I try to trust you on every single thing, but you planted a seed of doubt. But we can guarantee this. The theme nights are out for this coming season for the Sabres. You can find out all about them on Sabres Social and, of course, at Sabres.com. It is going to begin with our home opener on October the 12th against the New York Rangers. And of course, as always concludes with fan appreciation night, but uh, all the one, the new wrinkle that I'm actually very, very curious about Marty is right. winter winter fest over the course of the uh, holiday season. Yes. This is a, 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 what is it? Four games. I think it is four games. Four, the 19th, games. the 21st, the 27th and the 30th. No, unless they've told you, I don't think they've told me what the whole premise of it is other than like, Hey, it's cold and you're going to be around family and like come down to the game, but the matchups are great. And the best part is it's kind of like you're home for the holidays. So I think this has a great potential to be kind of an extended hockey celebration with the, with those you're closest with. I think Winterfest is going to be great. There's a lot of fantastic theme night. Uh, Hockey Halloween is going to be one of those nights where the Sabres will wear the goat head, the black and red goat head against the Colorado Avalanche. So they're dressing up for Halloween in retro jerseys and everybody's going to probably dress. That's actually on October 29th. So I believe it is 29th. So it's a couple of days before Halloween, but still Hockey Halloween happening. It's going to be a fun one in black and red. Who holds the record for most points on October on a, a game played on October 29th? I know <laughs> it's got to be Wayne Gretzky because it's I'm Wayne Gretzky guess. on every day of the year. <laughs> I'm going to guess Gretzky, but we'll get back to you on that one. Matthias Samuelson is our Sabre player of the day. And I really want to know, we really want to know, what is your projection for him? Like when you, Marty just mentioned Jay McKee, like what name in Sabres history would you be really happy and within reason here? as far as what Samuelson turns into over the course of his career. Hit us up at Sabres Live on Twitter, and we're back after this on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Rolling along here on Sabres Live on a Thursday, and we are continuing with our RJ Classics as well. They are running through tomorrow on MSG. Marty, we mentioned the name Jay McKee earlier when we were talking about, you know, a potential uh, type of player that Matthias Samuelson could grow into. When you think Jay McKee, you think a lot of great things. You think of excellent teams. You think of RJ's connection to those teams. You think yeah. of his heartfelt, uh, you know, moments after the 0506 run ended. Um, it's amazing how woven he is into every era. And uh, we really hope that you're still able to uh, take a few hours out of your next couple of nights and uh, and remember fondly RJ's love of the game that come through in the RJ Classics. Yeah, and I, first of all, a couple of things. I love that the family has kept the RJ Instagram account up and going because they just tweeted the grand brat is grandson going to school with the gray bag backpack that we got a few years back. And it has mm-hmm. a Sabres logo and it says RJ underneath it. We all had our initials on ours and obviously BD and MB, we got ours, but RJ had his and one of the grand brats went to school with it uh, yesterday or this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great that they are continuing this because these are all moments that for me, I feel like it's, it's important to, to know what he was to the family as well. So that's one. And two, I got a text message yesterday from what has become a very surprising friendship. I would call it over the mm-hmm. last few years with one of my idol growing up, yeah. I grew up watching the Quebec Nordiques, obviously watching number 16, Michelle Goulet with the Quebec Nordiques for years, a little CCM, you know, Gretzky, Yari Curie helmet, which almost cost him his life. And, and it cost him his career with the fall that he took with the Chicago Blackhawks in Montreal at the forum. But Michelle Goulet became a scout. And a few mm-hmm. years back, I was in Vegas. We were in Vegas, right? And, uh, and in LA, and he was there scouting both those teams. And I got to sit down with him and talk to him. Unbelievable guy. Once in a while, he'll text me about players, about things, or just see how, how things are going. I'm like, I don't know why I became good friends with Michel Goulet. Um, I got a text yesterday from him uh, saying, hey, so sorry to hear about RJ's passing. He was one of the best. And I'm like, you know, it's more than just the Buffalo community. It's more than just Western New York and the Sabres. This is a player, Michel Goulet, who played for the Nordics, the Chicago Blackhawks, who played in the you know, 80s and, and, and early 90s and was an all-star and all of famer. And, you know, he, RJ meant a lot to him as well. And he never played for the Sabres, but meant a lot to him. So I thought that was pretty incredible to hear from a guy like Michel Goulet. 
would expect nothing less. That gentleman has shown himself to be pure class for so long. I've been lucky to just be along for the ride with uh, alumni like you whenever we were traveling. He always takes the time. He is just, uh, man, he was easy to hate as a kid watching the Sabres because they had very little success against the Nordique, especially in the playoffs. And yet, you know, beyond the game on the ice, uh, Michelle, just such a wonderful guy. Um, we're talking Matthias Samuelson. Yes. We're talking about, you know, the name Jay McKee, but others in Sabres history that you could see Samuelson projecting to. We've already dissected some of the numbers that you saw in Samuelson's game last year. And we know well that Buffalo has, you know, done what they feel is necessary to improve the group of defense and therefore help. Darlene, help Samuelson and help Owen Power with more depth at the position. Um, I, you know how I love doing this, looking for comparable comparables yeah. around the league and not just in Sabres history. But I'm going to start here because it actually was rather amusing. Over the last 10 years in the NHL, what name do you think I stumbled upon as maybe most comparable for Matthias Samuelson as as Samuelson stands now and projects over the next 10 years based on what we know give me a defenseman that you think he might be close to and I'll give you a hint yeah give me a hint it's, for that it's one very well he was a first overall pick he was a first overall defenseman like uh, I'm saying Aaron Eggblad no no Ed Jabinowski Eric Johnson. Oh, Eric Johnson. I see what you're saying. Who is now oh. a member of the Sabres. So, no, but go look at Eric Johnson's point totals. For oh, okay. A, for, you know what I mean? For a first overall pick, he never had never had big years. Early on, yes, but over the duration of his time in Colorado, he just turned into a guy that played more than 20 minutes a night. Hits, blocks. He kind of quietly went away from being a first overall pick and he was just a really good defenseman. And when I started seeing some, you know, kind of tangible connection here, I was like, hmm. of all the things that we've heard Don Granado and Kevin Adams say, and maybe I missed it, but maybe they see Johnson as a really good example of what Samuelson should see in himself. You know, yeah, I, and... I can see that a little bit. I, I first of all, I'm proud that I picked two defensemen that actually went number one overall uh, recently because it's it it's hard sometimes. Math. But it's hard sometimes to think who went first overall. And I'm, I I went back to look. I'm like, did I name two guys that actually went first overall? So mm -hmm. that's that. Uh, but two, I think that there's a size thing with Matthias Samuelson that we have to always like if we're going to do comparable. I How almost big feel is like... Eric Johnson? I don't think Same. he's as big. Is he? He's six three. Matthias is six four. Yeah, I think Matthias is a big six four, maybe more like he six is. eleven. I agree. Okay. Oh no, uh, actually, Eric's listed as six four as well. So okay, I, I see. I yeah. don't see Eric Johnson as that know, big but guy. That, that that was how I was getting there. Kind of like point. I don't see Kel McCarr as being six two. I thought he was five eleven. Nobody the thinks you're six three. It, well, every I'm single two, day. But yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Everybody. I, says, everybody says you're a lot taller than we thought you were. But I get that. That that happens a lot with with any athletes, right? Uh, yeah. I mean. I saw Josh Allen walk by me one time and I was like, damn, like that guy's big and tall, but it, like on the field, he just looked like a normal guy. But so I don't see Eric Johnson as being the same size in the same mm -hmm. game, but I get what mm -hmm. you're saying. Like this is somebody that quietly will do his job. 
Yes. And Matthias Samuelson will quietly it. do his job. Now, mm-hmm. when you ask about comparable, like I said, Jay McKee, but I think Matthias Samuelson plays a bigger game, like big in, in size than Jay McKee did. Like Jay McKee would go hit, yeah. but a lot of time he got knocked back while he was hitting people because Jay was not 225 pounds. Like he was barely 200 pounds and, you know, would do, would do leverage and things like that, which Samuelson can do. But I feel like there's a bigger man's game in Matthias Samuelson than maybe what Jay McKee had in him uh, mm-hmm. with all the intangible associated with that. So somebody that we brought up prior to the show, and it was in the back of my mind is a Richard Schmelick because mm-hmm. of the size and because mm-hmm. of maybe the, the mobility that's limited. And it was limited with Schmelly because of the knee injury, but, but still like there was some mobility that was limited, but man was Richard Schmelick good with a sick. Was he good yeah. at blocking shots? Like Dominic Hasek would come on this show and say, who's the best defenseman you ever played with? And he may not say best in all around, like all of famer, but he would say, I felt most comfortable behind Schmelik, behind Schmelik at the Olympics, right? With Czech Republic, behind mm-hmm. Schmelik here in Buffalo. Like he felt so comfortable behind Richard Schmelik. I think it's very fair. Um, over the course of time, Schmelik just settled into this role. To me, the eye opener was the 99 Cup final. Yes. Um, obviously, everybody was focused strictly on Dominic in goal. But what really came to prominence for me was just how well-rounded that group of six was on the blue line. And Schmelik and Jitnik were a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you go a little further beyond, and we just actually had um, a, a tweet from Neil at Sabres Live, and he said, Mike Ramsey. Now, this is dangerous territory to get into because yeah. you're talking about a top three all time in franchise history and games played you're talking about someone who is still suggested by some to be a player that could very well have earned a right to have his number retired here in buffalo the point totals are interesting the defensive prowess the steady nature of mike ramsey is absolutely right i actually had him listed as could he become mike ramsey light yeah. And, 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 oh. but then beyond that, Mike Ramsey heavy, but light. Yeah. Mike little... Ramsey heavy, but light. Yes. I love that. And the one name, and I didn't want to go too far back, but if you're living in a perfect world, you go back to in Sabres history, um, the obvious name would be Bill Height. Yeah. So Bill was six, three. He was, I like that a lot. He's drafted 33. Third overall, Matias went 32nd. What a draft, by the way, for the Sabres in 71. Rick Martin, Craig Ramsey, Bill Height with their first three picks. <laughs> anyway, um, but all Bill did was provide the most incredible consistency to the point where he would get all-star game opportunity because the Sabres were an excellent team and people valued his consistency. Yeah. And, you know, plus minus is one thing, and it was certainly almost everything back in that era because they didn't have other measures to to balance it out if you will but bill height's one of the greatest plus minus players in his time in history and all you want is a quiet effective defenseman next to star power right and i i i mean if matthias samuelson ever became bill height oh don't kid yourself this would be one of the great draft picks of all time if samuelson turned into that 
and and, and like for the sabers I, i'm saying i think it's a fantastic comparable there because the size to me is very evident like bill height's a big man and he played a big game and and was he menacing to others probably not as much as a Jerry Korab or, right. you know, like Larry Playfair, but right. there's a size and Matthias Samuelson is like a sleeping giant. Like yeah. he's not menacing to anybody, but get in the corner with him and you're going to come out a little bit more sore. Your back's going to hurt because he's going to lean on you and he's going to be heavy. So that's the thing. And you talk about plus minuses and I, I would have to go back and look at shots because they did keep track of shots when Bill Height was playing, they didn't look at shot attempts and block shots and all of that. But Bill Height has a very similar game to one Matthias Samuelson. Here's a stat I didn't bring up to you earlier, Duffer. Mm-hmm. When it comes to shots for per game and shots against per game. Again, this, this is very interesting because it paints a picture on the other side. With Matthias Samuelson this year, the Sabres average 34 shots against per game with Matthias Samuelson. Wow. Without Matthias Samuelson, were they over that or under that? I would say under. They were under by a lot. They averaged only 29 shots against. So there's a five shots differential in the negative side when Samuelson's on the ice or Mm -hmm. or on, on, well, dressing and playing. So to me, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't drive puck possession. He doesn't drive yeah. transition, but he does a lot of the other things. So can you, again, I go back to your point, maybe play him less minutes, mm-hmm. more minutes that are suited for him. But if he's going to play with Rasmus Dahlin, he's going to be on the ice 22, 23 minutes a game. We need to break. I'm going to let you chew on this uh, more current and I think relevant name in the NHL and in Sabres history. And I'll taint it by saying I would be very happy if he just turns into this as well. And he might already be. Braden McNabb. McNabb. We're back after this. A reminder, Amherst single game tickets are on sale right now. Head to Amherst.com slash tickets for the upcoming 23-24 season. Uh, We're still waiting the analytics on which promo code got used yesterday more often in the pre-sale, whether it was Marty B or Duffer. But regardless, can't wait to see a Blue Cross Arena this year. We'll wrap the show next. It's Sabres Live. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. 
It's a good thing we run out of time on this show because, man, we do some stupid things. Uh, September 16th, it is Fan Fest, and we can't wait to see you there. 11 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. in Alumni Plaza. Of course, it's all right in the middle of the Sabres Prospects Challenge. We're going to have so much going on. It's going to be an, a ton of fun. Player appearances, dunk tank, photo ops with banners, kids combine, hockey fest, and more. It is presented by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And it's going to include appearances from the full Sabres roster. The reason I'm dissing <laughs> our ability to go down some unwarranted paths. The only diss or dat we have today comes completely out of left field. And it is. Who was the better Gumble, Bryant or Greg? I don't know. I had to like, which one's Greg, which one's Bryant. And I had to go. But the first thing I thought of. When I thought of the, it's the Saturday Night Live skit, and I don't even think it was about them, but when the lights went out during the Super Bowl, and I just rewatched that skit in the commercial, and Steve Tasker is in the skit. Well, he's not in the skit, but somebody's impersonating him, and they're like, Steve, what's happening on the field? Well, the lights went out, and they're trying to get him back on. That's what he said. <laughs> so I'm just dying. You got to go rewatch that Saturday Night Live skit. Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel on HBO yes. coming to an end after 29 seasons. Our show is. Uh... Maybe, mercifully for some, coming to an end right now. But we're back tomorrow with our friend Shana Goldman. We'll see you then on Sabres Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 